Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're here till 11 o'clock. I want to thank you guys. All the lines are all jammed up, and we do appreciate that. I want to be clear, too, on this whole NSA security warning, just so you understand. So the caller was having trouble getting his Windows version past 1903. However, the security update that the NSA is warning everybody about uh, covers all sorts of back versions of uh, Windows 10. So you can, get, you can get the security update even if you're running uh, 1607 Windows 10. Um, so that's way back. So what they're saying is make sure you do the security update minimally and we'll put the link out there for you. It doesn't mean you have to be at the latest Windows 10 version in order to be protected, which is nice and confusing, right? Because Windows 10 is just one version. But if you look at the list, it's there's like literally, I don't know, eight flavors of it just sitting here on the screen. <laughs> so which flavor do you have? The one that tastes great or the one that's kind of sour? And if you shut off updates, you may actually be running a version that's no longer supported. Right. But it still says Windows 10. <laughs> and you're like, I got the latest. No, you don't. All right, let's go. Thanks, Microsoft, for confusing the heck out of us. Let's go to uh, back to Al again. He's got a question on backup. What were you saying, Al? Yeah, I, uh, backups. Uh, solid state, I would think, would be a good way to go with my backups. It's expensive, though, for solid state for storage like that. Well, some of them, uh, you, you can get up to 256 for same price as hard drives from what I looked at. That's Well, that could be true, but 256 gigs is really not much data yeah. uh, storage. So I don't know that I would spend a premium on my backup target. I would want to buy large, slow uh, drives, okay. you know, 6-terabyte drives, 12-terabyte drives. I see. That way yeah, sure. okay. you have multiple versions of your backup, multiple shots at your data. And you mentioned Cronus would be the uh, a Cronus, one. yeah, that's a good system, a uh, good backup to to create an image. I use Asus to do backup. Asus? Oh, uh, no, Asus. E A S U S. I call it Asus. Asus, Asus, yeah, to do backup. It's a Chinese um, backup, so take uh, that with a grain of salt. But they can have my pictures with, for all I care. Comes with the coronavirus and no charge. Exactly with Lyme. Okay. All right. And one last question. Yeah. Uh, when my desktop goes, I anticipate, say, in a year, I want to get another desktop. Sure. And I love an Envy product. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about a hybrid with solid state and hard drive in it? Yeah. I mean, hybrid drives, there are hybrid drives that have both solid state technology and spinning technology, you can call it, right. that are very large drives that give you that, that high-speed boot. Right. Uh, and just general performance, and it's perfect for home use. Yeah, that's, 
But if you want to separate it and have super high speed on the solid state C drive and then maybe a D drive for data that's that's more traditional, 7200 RPM spinning type drive, yeah. that works too. Depends on what you mean by hybrid. Um, Envy offers a hybrid that has a, a one terabyte, two terabyte hard drive plus a 256 solid state built right into it. Yeah, so that's what they're calling hybrid. But there literally are drives that are that are called hybrid, which have solid state and spin technology on the same platform. Oh, okay. No, this is a just two and two, two drives. And one, yep. So to speak. Yep. And you think that that's okay? Though? Of course it is. Yeah. All right. That's all I need. All right, Al. Good luck. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye bye. All right. Let's go on to Richard and Cheshire next. What's up, Richard? Hi. How are you? Good. How are you, sir? Good. Um, my cable provider. I don't know if I should say the name or not. Does that matter? Doesn't matter. We only know there's two in the two or three in the whole state, so don't worry about it. Okay. What do they want I to do to you? With only three letters. <laughs> what do you? What, what do they want to do to you? <laughs> well. <laughs> I, I was following the instructions to to try and install Open DNS on their router. On on their router. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, and they when you get to the domain name server section, they have the get automatically from ISP. You know, right. check. Right. You can't uncheck it. That's the whole problem with any cable based firewall. They are in control. So what you want to do to get around that is you. Return the device to them, buy your own modem that'll work with their system, and that's going to cost you what sixty, seventy bucks. And then buy your own router. Now I quote, I I talked about a router that I went with. It's a little a little expensive. It's it's a little higher end, uh, but you can get less expensive routers that you'll now control your own destiny, and you're going to not pay them a rental fee. It'll pay for itself. But you need to buy the modem from them. Nope. To you, make, nope. make sure it's compatible? Nope, nope. You have to buy a, a modem that is compatible with their service. And if you go to Staples or Best Buy or wherever, they're going to actually have sections of their area there that are going to say, this is Comcast compatible, this is Cox compatible, this is whatever compatible. Um, that way you don't have to guess. You can also go online um, on their website. So if in, in the case of Cox, you can go on to see what, what compatible modems they they say are compatible, and then you can buy it through Amazon or Best Buy or, <clears throat> or wherever you want to buy it. And you could just you just plug in their cable to that, and it. Yes, you got to plug. Okay, you, you, you don't you don't need their help to do it. You do need one little step from them, <clears throat> so they don't let you just plug in anything and have it work. So what you will have to do is call their support and tell them the MAC address of your new modem. It'll be it'll be a nice big, clearly marked number on your um, phone on your phone on your modem and you'll call them and say here's the new modem i'm using here's the mac address and then they'll authorize it to connect and then you can return the hardware to them and say whatever the monthly fee is i i own the the router modem router that i have they had that choice years ago that you could just purchase it outright instead of paying the monthly lease for it so huh. i did that but you still can't control it the way you want that's weird you, how come you can't yeah. change the setting well they have um because i also got in touch with netgear directly their service yeah and somehow i don't know who's doing it but that button is just gray it's not black yeah, 
and and there's no way to you know when you try and select to use these DNS servers, there's no way to select them. Yeah, so and, it's you paid for they, it ahead. They of time. get a lot of a lot of calls from Cox <laughs> Netgear owners, all with the same problem, and they're. And their advice is all you can do is get a different cable provider. <laughs> no, you can you can go ahead and get your own router. So that's too bad no. that they you paid for it and you still have no control over it. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, the only thing I'm afraid of is <clears throat> when I when I called Cox about this, and uh, instead of even trying to help me, they looked up their records and they said to me. Oh well, the, you own that router. You know, right. We don't offer any support or service if it's not our equipment. Right. So I'm That's... a little afraid if I buy my own and I call them up, they're going to say to me, "It's not our equipment. We can't. We can't support it for you." So, fair to be afraid, but don't be afraid. When you okay. buy them, when you buy the modem that is their compatible modem, they will happily turn it on when you give them the MAC address. Just go in with the confidence that you're correct and you were right. So you're going to say, hey, I got a new modem. I want to attach to the network. Here's the MAC address. Please make it live. And then you're going to also plug, go buy a router to plug into that modem. And then you're going to configure OpenDNS and you're going to configure your security. You're going to do whatever you want on that router. It's all yours. They're not going to help you setting it up. You're right. But they're going to make sure the modem works. And then from there on out, it's on you. But you're in no different boat as you are now. If they tell you that they can't help you because you bought your own modem, tell them you want to speak to a supervisor. Yeah, that won't happen. They'll help you. I, I okay. promise you they'll help you authorize that modem, but they won't help you configure it. But you're in the exact same boat you are now anyways. Otherwise, you have to call them up and say you want to rent stuff from them again. <laughs> Who wants to do that? <laughs> Don't be afraid, Richard. Don't be afraid. I learned how to change my own oil on my lawnmower. So now I'm doing that myself. Okay. You can do this, I promise you. All right. Thanks for the help. You got it, sir. Bye now. Bye-bye. Yeah, there's something about the cable company that everyone's kind of nervous about or afraid of. And they're kind of hoping that's the case. They don't want you to change. They don't want you to look at your well, bill. they don't want to spend any money on you, Well, even though you're paying them a lot of money every yeah, month. They don't want you to check your bill out to see, what are you paying for? What? Are you, what? Why is it a car payment for my entertainment? Uh, you know, it's it's ridiculous these days with the amount of money we spend on on this. And then if you cut the cable, you will find yourself much happier. And if you happen to be in the area where GoNetSpeed is, your cable, your internet service is guaranteed at that price for as long as you live in that home. Or Whip City Fiber. Oh, if you're lucky enough to be in the old buggy whip capital of the world up there in uh, Westfield, Mass. <laughs> I don't know if they have a guaranteed price protection, but same thing. Low cost. Plenty of speed. Oh, so Good service. You'll love cutting the cable. We're going to step out for a quick break here. Um, I've got two lines open for you 800 966 WTIC, 522 WTIC. We'll be right back. And we are back. Let's go right to your calls. We're going to go to John in Weathersfield next. Hey, John. Uh, hi, Eric. How are you? Good, sir. How are you? <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, I'm surprised at the uh, advice that you gave to the caller uh, with the old computer. The super uh, old computer? You're surprised? 
I'm surprised that you told him to trash it. I went on Mr. Google and I typed in computer museum, and there are hundreds of them. And there's one in Rhode Island. Yeah. It's it's a 501c3. You yeah. can donate your computer there and get a tax write-off. And Wait a minute. We're going to pay a tax? We're going to give this guy a tax write-off for that old machine? Um, <laughs> no, it's a it's a charity company. I understand. You know what a 501c3 I is. I do, but it just means we're all subsidizing garbage computers. But go ahead. That's, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. And um, so uh, guess what they do with the old computers? I couldn't even. What what are they doing? (laughs) Well, it's interesting. Um, So the one in Rhode Island was started by a bunch of guys who are uh, British car uh, enthusiasts. But um, uh, you've heard of uh, hidden figures. Yeah. uh, uh, um, What's the other one? Um, Hold on. Uh, Halt and Catch Fire. I've heard of that one. I haven't watched that series, but Hidden Figures I'm aware of. Yeah, and uh, another TV show, The Americans. Yeah, and just think, just think about all the movies and TV shows that have have old computers in them. Where do you think they get them? Ah, well, this, this museum in Rhode Island. Um, What's it called? Get, uh, it's the <laughs> it's the Rhode Island Computer Museum. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been there, John? Uh, no. All right, I was going to say. Uh, no, I, I just, you know, I knew about these, and I decided to go online and, and just do a search on them. And there's, there's computer museums all over the world. So Right, but you can um, only have I, so many of those old machines. I mean, once you've got 10, is that enough? Are you talking about for the museum? I don't know, <laughs> in general, <laughs> for the museum. I mean, how many, how many uh, do they need? How many, you know, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Is there a limit to how much junk they'll take? Well, like I say, uh, you know, to uh, car collectors, you can't have too many old Cadillacs, so it's the same idea, you know? Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. They aren't making any more of those either. We're going to put a link up here to the Rhode Island Computer Museum. Of That's <laughs> of all the things that, that, that exist. Why not? Um, and, yeah, great great advice. I hope that other guys listening, instead of giving it to the landfill, if the Rhode Island Computer Museum will give him a tax deduction to donate his 30-year-old computer, good for him. The thing about it, though, John, I mean, if you think about the, these days with um, print, uh, being able to print things now, uh, you can just print the old machines. You could actually take a copy of it, scan it, and print the carcass, because in a movie you don't need to actually have it work. And you can almost print up any device or anything you want to make anymore these days. So I don't even know how much value even these museums will have for the usage in a movie. Or they could just draw it and they could CGI it in these days. Um, <laughs> right? I mean, do you need the real thing anymore? Uh, yeah, I think they're looking for authenticity. Cool. No, I hear you. But that's great. I'm glad you called. And uh, I apologize for being so flippant to throw away the old the old stuff. <laughs> Yeah, just, you know, I would suggest uh, go on Mr. Google anytime there's something you're not sure about. <laughs> All right, John. That's a a, thank you. We appreciate that insight. <laughs> All right. You're welcome. All right, man. I never heard of Google. Have you heard of Google? <laughs> it just didn't cross my mind that anybody would want the old system. I'm so sorry. I mean, there's somebody's junk is somebody's treasure, right? One man's Somewhere. junk is another man's treasure. Right. So, I mean, yeah, I didn't go there first thing. Then again, heck, my brother and his son always go head out, head out to the, the flea markets and stuff. You always find something out there. You never know. But um, I would just think museums at some point would just have enough. I mean, just have enough, right? And Gosh, a computer museum. Would you even cross your mind to go to one? 
No, it, not any more than it would for me to go into one of those old flea markets because, I mean, sometimes there's something in there I might need, a tool or something. But mm. uh, as far as antiques, you know, I got enough junk that I got to get rid of. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's just me. Yeah, I guess. I mean, there are people that love to do that, and God bless right. them. And good advice, use the old Googleplex to see where your old treasure might be worthy. Let's go on to Kelsey at Winwolkit. Hey, Kelsey, what's up? Kelsey, you there? Yes, I'm here. What's going on? So I had a question. You had um, you were just speaking about the fact that you don't need a cable box. Um, well, you don't need cable in general. You need cable. Um, you need cable for Internet, but you don't need TV, the TV side. What are you saying? So... Um, we're actually moving into a new house, and um, we don't really know what to go with. We had actually gotten a fire stick, and I wanted to know if you knew anything about that. Yeah, fire stick is going to be a device that you'll plug into your TV, and then you'll be able to stream content. So in the new house, what you need minimally is Internet. Now, how many folks are going to be living in the home? Just two. Beautiful. So you want the lowest speed that the cable internet provider will give you. You don't want to bother with DSL. It's that's too low speed. But if you want to get if you can get 25 megabits to 50 megabits for the two of you, that's all you need is internet. And you don't even need the modem from them. So you whoever you're going to use go search online right on their own site and look what what cable modems they support. So they'll bring in the the line, the service. You're going to then go buy a modem at Staples or Best Buy or wherever or online, and then you're going to plug it in, call them up and say, here's the MAC address of my cable modem, and then you're going to buy what's called a router, a wireless router. And I've got examples of, of, an, of a wireless router that will cover most homes um, with one device if you, if you locate it kind of centrally. So do you have that on your website? Yeah, over at computertalkwithtab.com. Okay. And uh, I won't have the modem listed, but I have the router listed. But you're going to be able to get away with just paying for internet. And then, of course, you can go and get your Fire Stick, and you can go and get your streaming content from Amazon. You can probably add YouTube TV, and now you've got everything you need, and you're only going to pay for internet. Awesome. That's, that's really, you know, what caught my eye about it. So yeah. actually get that started. Yes. Don't buy more. Don't let them sell you 300 megabits of bandwidth, Kelsey. You tell them yeah. uh, you're happy with 80. All right. Good. Thank you very much. Yeah, congratulations on the new house. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah, you get to start fresh. All right. It's going on. Mark in East Hartford next. Hey, Mark. Hey, thanks, man. Hey, what's going on? Hey, if it helps, my daughter's in marching band. Your daughter's in marching band. Hey, what does she play? (laughs) What does she play? Uh, The flute. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway... I gotta ask you. Oh no! I figured out the printer. You figured it out. Windows seven. Yeah. So I got it to work. Beautiful. But it doesn't work on Windows ten. So I talked to a tech tech guy. Yeah. And he tells me it's no longer supported. That could be. So he said you could probably talk to another tech guy. He said you could probably make it work. You do patches a patch, but Mm. it might screw mess up other things. So my question to you is, is there a way you can make this printer in real good shape to make it work on Windows 10? 
Yes, you. Um... What happens is, let me tell you what happens. So, excuse me, sir. Well, hang on, Mark. What Before happens, I go to, we, we... I go to print with it, and I only get half the screen. Okay, that on Windows Ten. That's cool, but we already know it doesn't have the. It doesn't work in Windows Ten. But Bob has an idea for you. If you go to HP or actually Google, well, it's brother. I, we can put up a link. I remember this call. It's a brother printer. We put the link right. up for the actual manual. Yeah, what? the brother nine one two five CN. Right. Yeah. But you can get a go to a brother and download their universal driver. Mm. It'll be a basic driver with a lot of features that it won't be there for that printer, but it'll print. It'll print. So it'll print on Windows 10. And we'll put up a link for if that. If they have a universal driver. So here's the thing, Mark. Like Bob said, it won't do everything that that device wants to do. It'll just maybe print. Will it print a whole a full sheet right now? It's only printing half a sheet. Maybe. That's the goal. If they have a universal right. driver, it'll be a very dumbed-down, basic driver that's hopefully going to work in the Windows 10 operating system. And Bob's got a thumb up that says it does have a universal driver. So if you load that universal driver on your Windows 10 operating system, it might work. Hmm. And if this problem continues, I'm going to tell you to buy a new printer, you know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know, boss. I know. <laughs> All right. So uh, what do you mean by dumbed-down? It's a dumb. It's, it's 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 not designed for Windows 10. It's designed for any operating system. I know. You know, because it's an older printer, right? Exactly. So basically, you you know, <laughs> going to go on and download the Universal Driver. Yep. And then install it on on my uh, laptop on your Windows 10. It has machine. Windows 10. Yeah. Yep. And um, do you need the model number of that too, or nope. anything? Nope. Just just go ahead and okay. do that. Mark. It's Universal. So it works on all the brothers. It works on all. Okay. It works you on, want yeah. the model? The model number on the irrelevant. Printer is, it's irrelevant. It's the universal driver. It's going to work on. Even though it's an older brother printer. It's universal. Correct. It's universal. Okay. All right. Uh, I got two more questions. I try. I go on your website. Right? Yes. And I try to get the shows. Yeah. So I get. I get the show. I get the shows. You know, the computer tap, computer talk with tap, the podcasts. So I go on the on my smartphone mm -hmm. and look you guys up, and I go through the shows, but yeah. it's always two weeks late. It depends <laughs> so I on get the ones that are current. What's wrong? What am I doing wrong? Well, it depends on where you're getting your shows from. If you're getting them from Entercom, um, I'm getting them from the from the site. Um, the so I got it on my smartphone. It goes mm -hmm. to Computer Talk with Tab from the, the radio station. You can also listen from that app. Okay. And then it shows it shows up and it has all the previous shows, but it, it's always a week late. A week, so definitely. A week could happen. So our shows don't get podcasted for a few days after the show. So it could be Tuesday or Wednesday before the show actually drops. So that's kind of mm -hmm. normal. I've gone a th like three days later. It's not showing up for like a week and a half later. It depends on the show and depends on if we took a, took a, took a day off, right? Because then there would be a hole there. They would have played a rerun. That might be where you find a, a larger hole. So hope that helps you, Mark. We got to step out for a quick break. Get back to more of your calls. Tom and Harrington, hang on. Three lines open for you. 1-800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. You can catch the show via podcast or live stream anywhere in the nation. And then call us here in the studio like Jeff does from South Carolina at 800-966-WTIC. We'll be right back. Why does it say paper jam when there is no paper jam? I swear to God, one of these days I I I just kick this 
piece of out the window. There it is. That's what that's what Matt's thinking there in East Hartford with his printer. I just keep thinking of office space. (laughs) He's banging on that silly brother printer. I hope it works for him finally. He's called three weeks in a row. He's getting closer. But if the universal driver doesn't work, Matt, uh, is it Matt or Mike? Mark, get rid of it. You know, get rid of that printer and move on. Let's go to your calls. We're going to go to Tom in Harmington. Hey, Tom. Hey, Eric. How are you doing? Doing fine, sir. How are you? Okay. Now, I got a question for you. Yes, sir. Since December 18th, mm-hmm. I've been doing speed tests on my desktop PC. Yeah. I'm using three websites, Spectrum, Ocala, and Speakeasy. I'm doing the speed test in both Firefox and Chrome. Yep. So nothing else is running on the computer except I do, well, first I do the Spectrum speed test in Firefox, then I immediately jump over and do it in Chrome. Then I do the Ocala speed test in Firefox, and I immediately jump over and I do it in Chrome. And the same thing for Speakeasy. I've got eight sets of tests that I've yep. done so far. Yeah. And this is so consistent, it's scary. Yeah. Every time I do this, Firefox is giving me between 40 and 46 download speed. Yeah. But Chrome is giving me 92 to 95. There you go. So in this case... Why? I don't know. Going on. Yeah, Firefox clearly is a slower browser in this case. But it never used to be this slow. I noticed this in November, and I thought it was my imagination. So what you can try is you can do a couple things. If you don't want to lose your bookmarks and stuff, clear your cache in Firefox Hmm. and make sure it's up to date. It is. All right. Have you cleared the cache? Oh, a hundred times. Oh, you have? So oh, it's I, a, I clear it every few days. Okay, then it's basically Firefox showing you a, a, a performance problem. That is why we recommend Chrome for performance. Go ahead, Bob. One of the reasons. Well, the other thing, too, is make sure that your Firefox is updated. Yeah. It is. It's up to date. It is up to date. Okay. okay. Yeah, so, 7202. And how much bandwidth do you actually pay for? 100. <laughs> so yeah. I'm, I'm basically getting it with Chrome, but I'm not getting it with, with Firefox. Correct, um, but th- then you got to ask yourself if it matters. So even with gigabit speeds at tab, uh, we have fiber right to the, the backbone at tab, y- you don't always necessarily get those speed tests to tell you the truth. Um, but in your case, you're trying Firefox going out to the exact same server, right, in New York or wherever it is. You're using the same solutions and getting different speed results. It's kind of showing you Fire- Firefox is slower right now. Um, Firefox will improve. They're always going back and forth, right? Maybe this is a security function of Firefox is giving you the poor performance. Um, maybe somehow how they're downloading it. Um, go ahead, Bob. Yeah, it might be the uh, little add-ins that you put in also. You may have add-ins in Firefox. That, that, that makes the test not fair. Correct. That's true. You could have that happen. If you put an ad blocker in, you know, that could make a difference. Well, yeah. I am using an ad blocker, but I'm using the same one in both browsers. However, they're different for each browser, right? Somebody programmed it for oh. Chrome differently than Firefox. I'm just trying to give you the answer as to why we oh. think it could be different. They're not all, it's not apples for apples. But it does show you that Firefox is a slower browser in this case, and Chrome is the faster one. Hmm. Um, but, I mean, it's so much slower, it's ridiculous. It's like 40% of what I should be getting. And the other one has given me like 94% of what I should be getting. So the question is, is does the speed make a difference to you? Is is there a perception of Firefox being slower right. or yeah. is it adequate for what you're doing? 
No, the, the perception is there. That's what ticked all this off and sure. got me looking into it. And, yeah. you know, you guys say, oh, 25, 50 megabyte download is perfectly fine for two people. I do. I'm telling you right now, 40 to 45 download using Firefox is like watching paint dry. So it's not all that. So this is the problem with this technology, right? So if you first have to think of the Internet as the pipe to your home, period, then the rest of it is your backbone. The rest of it is your network. So... What happens when you get more bandwidth is sometimes that makes up for bad networking internally, right? So yeah, I can guarantee you five people in my home, three of them boys between the ages of 18 and 20, all banging on the system at the same time, I can watch my high-definition streaming all day long without a problem. I can tell you that for a fact. Why? Because my backbone is good. Now, if you have poor streaming devices, if your devices don't have enough horsepower to actually give you and give you the performance you want, you can pay for 300 megabits and still get bad service. So well, you... I've got hardwired cable. I, I, I'm not using wireless. Okay. Yeah. But let's say, for instance, your uh, router right. or your, you have a switch in your network that's mm -hmm. an older 10-100. That's, that's going to slow your whole network down. Or it's thrown out. It with both browsers? Well, no, that's matter. a browser it's problem. In the, in the, independent of your browser. So you could have gigabit speed going outside, but if you have a 10-100 switch, you're only going to get 10-100 speed, and it's going to be divvied up between all the computers in your network. Plus, right. there's uh, the issue of how, how old is your wiring? Is it Cat5e or Cat5 or Cat6, or do you have Cat3? Because that's not capable of fast uh, data transmission. And older switches older will throw wire. out garbage packets, too. So you could have an older piece of hardware in there contributing to your performance. But these are two disparate problems, Tom, because you talked about your slow browsers because you can actually show the difference. And then you said, hey, you guys say you can get away with 50 megabits. You can, but that has nothing to do with your two browsers and their performance on your particular computer. The wiring is what was installed in the house in 1999. 99 is probably Cat 5. So it's probably be 100 megabit. 5 e. 99, that's, a, that's 20 years ago. Yeah. Charter gave me a new uh, modem mm -hmm. uh, on December 18th. So a new modem, that's good. So look at the wiring and see if it says EIA, TIA, category 5 or EIA, TIA, category 5E is because what that's what you would have. You wouldn't have Cat 6 from back then. No. So if it's Cat 5E, you're okay. But if it's Cat 5, your internal network speeds are only going to be limited to 100 megabits per second. Period. Yeah, but I can't get more than 47. On the browser. You, we, we already the agree browser. the browser is slow. That has nothing to do with your network, Tom. So there are two disparate things. The browser is performing poorly. Chrome is performing well on the same network. Right, yep. so you, the yep. network has nothing to do with that. That's the browser, right? If you're getting Google to give you 80, you're, it's not your network causing that problem. It's Firefox for whatever reason. Okay, so it sounds like the problem is Firefox because Chrome is performing at the speed that it sh that I'm paying for. Exactly, exactly. You're and this exact has no effect on the upload speed in either browser. Well, because the upload is so small, anyways. Your yeah. upload's about what five megabits? Oh no. Two. It's it varies between 11.3 to 11.6. Okay, but they're still small comparatively. Oh, yes, yeah. comparatively. So but I, they're very consistent on both browsers. Yep. It's the download that's killing me in Firefox, and I like Firefox. I didn't like Chrome, right. and I've been using it only because it's so noticeably faster. That's and why I, I use nobody Chrome. Nobody else is complaining. It must be me. All right, so my, question, my last question to yeah. you would be this. 
if I uninstall, I guess the answer is no. If I uninstall Firefox and get it fresh version of it, would that correct the problem? Maybe. There's nothing wrong with that theory. It could be something wrong with the program itself because um, that's a pretty poor performance. Um, yeah. So, But, yes, that's an easy thing to try. Uninstall, reboot, nice, fresh, so the latest and reload. Ver- the latest version of Firefox is 72.0.2. That's what I have. Yeah. yeah. So but uninstall it and reload it, sure. If that solves the issue, you had some sort of corruption mm-hmm. um, with your Firefox program. And the other thing is if you uninstall it, go back into uh, uh, Program Files or Program Files x86 and mm-hmm. find that Firefox uh, folder after you've uninstalled it and rename it or delete it so that when it installs, it installs new files instead of yeah. writing over the top. Right. Okay. Now, do I need to reconfigure OpenDNS, or is that a hardware? OpenDNS is a software thing, right? It's it's uh, not a hardware thing. So as long as your router is handing out OpenDNS, you're good. All right. Right. So it makes sure, and that'll also give you a performance. Um, but again, your computer itself is already fine because you're getting that 80 megabits on on Chrome. So if I uninstall Firefox and reinstall it, is there a file where it keeps my bookmarks, or have I lost my bookmarks? You would lose them, so export them. Yeah, I've got them on three different flash drives. Yeah, so you could have corruption right there. You could have yeah. some big, massive bookmark file. So the the problem oh, with tweaking... Yeah, okay. So then you could have a completely corrupt... So here's the thing. When you install it fresh without all those bookmarks, don't don't restore it. Do your test right after you install it fresh. Mm. If it's now nice and fast, you get a some sort of corrupt bookmark file. Well, that, all my bookmarks are the same in Chrome. Doesn't... <laughs> Okay. In Firefox, they're corrupt. That, but I just wanted to throw it out there. That's cool. That's fair. In Firefox, they could be damaged, and your yeah. program is, is having trouble processing. The bookmarks okay. file in Firefox is in a different location than the bookmarks file in, in Chrome. Chrome. Yeah, Yeah. that's why I asked if I, need, if I needed to save them before I... Uh, yeah, save them so you have them, but try the yeah. test before you load them back in. Export yeah, them to idea. an HTML file. And if, that's, if your speed that's returns, then you've got a bad file. Yeah. And then it wasn't all F- Firefox's fault. It was just something wrong with the bookmark file. Yeah. They, I mean, they've always run fairly close in speed. Usually, even fat Firefox was better than Chrome. That's why I liked it. But, oh, yep. man, it's we, taken a hit over the past two months. We have uh, stopped recommending Firefox for speed for a while now. Oh, that, now that I didn't hear, and I listen to your show every week. It's been a while oh. that I actually set it for speed, but we've been Chrome people now for a little while. It'll okay. go back. It'll go back because Chrome's the Googleplex, right? So they're watching everything you're doing. Eventually, yeah. we're going to recommend some sort of private browser uh, uh, search engine. Pretty sure the latest the browser, version of Firefox. I'm pretty sure the latest version of Firefox is also uh, yeah, incorporated an ad blocker, and that might make a difference in your performance as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thanks for your help. I appreciate it. All right, Tom. You're welcome. Have a good day. You too. But it is this. This is an important topic to try to get across in that. You don't need to pay the internet companies for these massive pipes to your home to see, to get performance in your home. Because you, unless you've got you know a hundred people coming over to share that three hundred megabit connection, it's literally just an empty pipe. <laughs> You're not going to see any improvement for two or three people in your home with three hundred megabits. You're not. I can stream four K all day long on my I think it's sixty three megabit connection. Four K high definition, multiple TVs. Gaming going on, music streaming in the background. It is not the pipe, man. It's your internal network and the devices connected to it that are more responsible for the performance, not the pipe necessarily. So if you're a business with 100 people, you need a big pipe. Yes, I can't argue that. For your home is what I'm talking about. Go ahead, Bob. 
So if you have a six-inch pipe coming to your house and it's throttled down to a half-inch pipe by the time it gets to your network, exactly, <laughs> it's all you're going to get. Exactly. I can't change that for you. So the cable, the cable providers want you to think it's bandwidth. That's why they keep throwing more bandwidth at you. Well, they can make more money. If you don't believe me, NPR did a thing with um, the Wall Street Journal on this, if you want to listen to them. Say, they're saying the same thing I've been saying for years. Uh, I can try to find that article for you, too. <laughs> yes, they're saying it very nicely with their pinkies in the air. Um, let's go to Mark in West Hartford. Hey, Mark. Hey, guys. What's um, up? So, I, so I turned the radio on, and I heard, yeah, I always listen to you guys on Saturday morning. Thanks. And uh, I uh, had to call because there seems to be this love affair with Firefox browser. It's some and, people uh, love them, some people hate them. Right. Go ahead. I am like, what's the attraction? I, I think that it. I remember back in the early 2000s when IE was getting, you know, inundated with viruses. It was, yeah. and, um, it, it was the thing. Right. And I never recall it being so wonderful. And uh, my experience now with uh, Windows 10 yeah. and uh, their new browser program, uh, Edge. Which escapes Edge, I find it to be absolutely 100% the best browser that windows has ever come up with uh microsoft and uh well believe it or not mark they just copied chrome <laughs> they used <well>, chromium <laughs> they they actually <laughs> trashed they trashed their whole browser and took the chromium browser so they they actually said all right we can't beat them we're gonna go build a chrome based browser that's what they did it is, and it is better but it's still microsoft and microsoft i don't know there's you just can't you just can't trust them uh, so we stay yeah, away from I it. it. I, I understand. I, you know, they're they're the number one attack. Windows 10 is constantly under attack. Exactly. My feeling has been on Windows 10. I've had it. I've had every Windows from '95. Yeah. If you stay away from those so those websites, and you and I both know what those websites are. Sure. And if you have proper virus protection, especially the virus protections that are real time. Yes. They will block websites upon uh, upon your attempt to to get into them. Mm -hmm. Those are the best. Mm -hmm. uh, and you make sure you double check to make sure your updates are are actually occurring. Right. Um, and a virus hasn't already uh, put a stop to that, which is the first thing that some of these viruses do. You're right. Then you're, you're not going to have any trouble. You're not going to have any trouble. Yeah, it's all. I mean, the, the, yeah. Well, it's all preference. I mean, the thing about Firefox and the, the love affair people have had with it is that it was much. It was more designed for the end user if they wanted to be more private or they wanted to block ads. They had these great plugins. They, it was an alternative to the uh, the little halo there with Explorer. Um, so, I mean, and in this last caller, he wasn't very happy with his Firefox anymore, and we haven't been recommending it lately because of its performance issues. But they're always and they're open source, right? So, you know, there's a lot of benefits to having an open source uh, browser like Firefox, but I've been a Chrome guy lately, for actually for quite a while now. I still stay away from the Microsoft browsers based on what we see in our client base. Uh, well, yeah, right. There's a lot of problems with it still. However, a lot yeah, of but, software is written for it. A lot of financial packages, bank packages still want to use... A lot of healthcare will only support Firefox. Yeah, or, or the... Uh, I mean, uh, Internet actually, Explorer Internet Edge. Explorer. Yeah. yeah, I call it Internet Explorer. Well, government... Government agencies too. Uh, I, I work for the postal. I work for the postal service, and our entire network is all all you know Microsoft Windows based. Yeah. Um, and 
we've uh, we've had some issues a couple of, I don't know if it was two or three years ago we had a denial of service attack on the entire our entire system which which caused havoc for several weeks Are they still running any XP boxes in there no we're <laughs> everything's everything's right we all have Windows 10 we have Windows 7 up to I don't know a couple of years ago and yeah. Windows 10 yeah yeah well we're no, all running Windows 10 it's a good call mark you know everyone's got their preferences but you, you like edge and that's great but it is chromium now chromium yeah, based Thanks a lot. All right, Mark. Thank you. You know, it's it's the problem with IT and anything, right? It's 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 preference. If you get burned by something, you're like, I'm not recommending that anymore, right? So in our practice, we see this antivirus, this web filtration, this firewall, and if you find yourself having trouble with a certain device, you're not going to continue to recommend it or go with it, right? So it's a lot of what people choose is based on their experience. Now, we, our experience is strewn across over 9,000 systems that we protect, uh, over 400-plus businesses. So our, our, uh, our depth and breadth is pretty, pretty wide and deep. And so we know across multiple systems how these systems work well together or if they do not work well together. And then, we, of course, we work with our peers that are nationwide, and we make sure that what we're seeing is what they're seeing. And it allows us to, of course, bring a better mousetrap for our customers. Um, so your the preference is, is all your experience, right? You know, same thing with cars, right? You either buy American or you don't buy American. Or you buy <laughs> one of the, I don't know if it's the big two, and Ford and Chevy and Chrysler. Right, it's all based Chrysler, on your experience. Or, you know, Toyota, Honda, you know, right. Subaru or Hyundai or whatever. We had three transmissions go in our Chrysler minivan. You'll never see a Chrysler minivan in our family ever again. <laughs> <laughs> three transmissions later. So it's all pref- it's all preference and practice as far as what you see. So we have four lines wide open. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll do our best to help you out before the top of the hour. Everything we've been talking about has been posted live over by uh, Mike G, posted over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com. And, of course, on Facebook. If you like us on Facebook, it'll get into our news feed. Uh, what are you going to bring up some uh, news here, Bob, as we wait for calls? Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, what do you got? Anything good? Oh, yeah, I got a good one. Senators sport Apple watches at the impeachment trial, report says. Oh, that's right. Phones have been banned from the trial, but smart watches are still in use, according to reporters. Uh-oh. Several senators have been spotted wearing <laughs> Apple watches during the impeachment trial of U.S. President Donald Trump, a report mm-hmm. says. Yep. It comes despite rules stating that senators cannot have phones or electronic devices in the chamber. Uh oh. They're roll, breaking their rules? They're breaking their own rules. How do you like that? Uh, roll call said Tuesday. Six Republican senators and two Democratic senators uh, reportedly sported the smartwatch along with an aide to Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. Mm-hmm. Apple's smartwatch allows you to make and receive calls and text messages, although 9to5Mac noted it's unknown whether the watches being worn in the trial are cellular or Wi-Fi connected. Right. A Bloomberg reporter said Apple watches have been banned from being used in the press gallery for the impeachment trial, <laughs> but senators are wearing them. It's good for me, but not, not for, good you. for you. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. <laughs> the trial began Tuesday morning with senators currently debating over the rules. Right. To approve the resolution, 51 votes are needed, blah, 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 yeah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So they're breaking their own rules. <laughs> Let's go to your calls. Vince in Torrington. What's going on, Vince? Hi, I'm looking to buy. Hi, good morning. Morning. I'm looking to buy a computer. All right. I have a laptop in mind. It's an HP. It's eight gigs of RAM. I'm not computer literate. I know how to use a computer. Yeah, yeah. 
Is that a good way to go? I, well, eight I gigs of RAM is not enough information. What's the um, CPU? Is it an i five? It's an i ten. Well, i ten i i twelve. Never heard of an i ten or an i twelve. Uh, is it? It's probably Windows ten. I've never heard it's of it. It's a Windows machine. Again, yeah. I'm not that. I, I I don't know all the lingo. I just not okay. operate a It could be. An, <laughs> you want to find a machine that's an i five, an i seven, or an i nine. Um, but i9 is really on the high end uh, for what you okay. would need. But I would say try to find an i5 or better. Stay away from the i3s. Um, okay. Solid state hard drive. How much do they want for this machine? Uh, 499 Okay, so it's probably on the lower end. Um, is there a solid state hard drive in there, Vince? SSD? Uh, so on the package, yes. Good. All right, that's good. Uh, so the, the question is to confirm if it's an i5 Intel CPU uh, or better. If it's an i5, an i7, or i9 for that price, go ahead. You're welcome, sir. Thank you much. Bye-bye. Right, bye-bye. Yeah, those are the basics when it comes to uh, computer specs. All right, guys, I want to thank you very much for joining us on this Saturday morning. Go check out the Rhode Island Computer Museum. If you've got old stuff, they'll take it, it seems. Uh, never heard of that place, but we, uh, we had a caller talking about it. And uh, if you're cleaning out your basement, they might actually give you a tax deduction to donate your 30-year-old hardware. I just can't imagine that. Um, everything is posted by Mike G, computertalkwithtab.com. Dr. Lessie's up next. He's got a whole crew of folks who'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. Thank you, Matt, for producing. See you next week. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.